The best way to start your day. Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is October the 4th of 2023. Give me your favorite animal that's not a dog or a cat. A dolphin. A dolphin. Yes. Very lovable. Very. Not exactly something that you can pet and cuddle. But... <laughs> okay, what about you? Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe Bubbles the Chimp. I always okay. wanted to have Bubbles the Chimp. Or a sloth comes in. You know, if the, I can hold a sloth. Maybe that's better than a dolphin. Yeah, I think it's easier to hold a sloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, today's World Animal Day. We can celebrate all animals. Okay. Dogs, cats, dolphins, sloths, even Bubbles the Chimp. Okay. Uh, today's also National Golf Lovers Day. Mm. It's National Cinnamon Rolls Day. Woo-hoo. Oh, I did not realize we what? had the Pillsbury Doughboy in here. Wait a minute. Are you talking? You're not talking about me. No. Okay, okay. Uh, Give it to me one more time, please. <laughs> oh, I can't do it nearly like that. Uh, today's also National Golf Lovers Day. Hmm. And let's see here. It's also National Taco Day. All right. Everybody likes that. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally, foods I could eat every single day, tacos would be right there at the top of the list. Yeah, it would. Because you can do chicken tacos, steak tacos, El Pastor tacos. Vegan tacos. Vegan tacos. Bean tacos. Shrimp tacos. You can do all these different tacos. It's raining tacos. I know kids that know every word to that song. It's raining tacos today on National Taco Day. The best way to start your day. Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. So it looks like some McDonald's locations around the country are about to bring back a favorite. Okay. The McRib is coming back. No. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So basically they told us, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but they were kind of pushing the, the McRib aside. They were going to yes. do the big farewell. This is your final year to buy the McRib. Right. And then all of a sudden, some locations are about to bring it back for the fall. They're not saying it's going to be nationwide, but they are saying that select locations, if they so choose, can bring back the McRib. Are you a fan of the McRib? As a kid, I loved it. I used to get it all the time. I would celebrate it because it's like it's like the deal that you can't get, and then all of a sudden you can get it. It's the same way that Popeyes did that chicken sandwich. It's the same way that uh, Taco Bell did the Mexican pizza at different levels. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people, they go to McDonald's during whatever season it is with the McRib just to get the McRib. Why can I eat and enjoy the fish filet, filet yeah. of fish, whatever that's called? Yeah. And most people are like, oh, you know, that. I like that. Why don't I like the McRib? I'm not real sure. I think it's the consistency. It's it's the texture. Yeah. So you're thinking it's what do you think it is? You think it's not really ribs well, or I pork? Think, I think about rib, and when I eat a rib, you know, I tear it off the bone or whatever. Yeah. But with this, it's more of like a spongy, spongier consistency. Like, and I just think it's weird. I don't know. Well, I never seen. I've never seen ribs that were shaped quite like a McRib. 
Like that's yeah. a big old beefy thing if the meat in between the ribs is like that, right? And isn't it kind of shaped like it has actual ribs in it? I think it? so. I think the way it's pressed. Maybe that's another part of it. <laughs> but when you throw the barbecue sauce on there, there's a lot of people like myself who are like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to get one because I haven't had one in a while. I have a friend I went to high school with and he loves them. And people think he's disgusting. His name's Chad. Chad. Yeah. Do I know Chad? Yeah, Chad House from Wynn. Chad, okay. He's disgusting. Oh, no, you can't say I guarantee say you that. he has like a countdown to this thing. No, he's going to be excited. A lot of people are going to be excited. A lot of people don't find it to be, you know, quite what you think it is. Yeah. They love the flavor of the wow. pork. And maybe if it wasn't called, <laughs> what? <laughs> maybe if it wasn't called the McRib, like if it was called the McPork, maybe no, you'd feel better about I, it. I would because not. Because then you would just know it's pork and it has barbecue sauce on it. The McPork. Oh. I think there's a reason they didn't go with that. From Arkansas for Arkansas, this is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Larry Wright. He's from Pine Bluff. And Kelly, congratulations to Mr. Wright, mm-hmm. because he was just inducted into the U.S. Army Joint Munitions Command Ammunition Hall of Fame. All right. He was at a ceremony in Illinois, so he's a longtime uh, Pine Bluff resident and employee for a long time at the Pine Bluff Arsenal. They say that essentially when he was able to retire, he had served for 20 years as the deputy to the commander, which is the top civilian position wow, okay. at the Arsenal. He had worked for 37 years for the Arsenal, That's a big right? Sacrifice, yeah. So he started as an engineering student trainee, then he climbed the ladder all the way up to commander, and he continues to work as a consultant for the city of Whitehall. So here's to you, Larry Wright. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Wright Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Everybody get up right now. Waking you up. Waking up Arkansas. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is October the 4th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good. This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have country music news today on Hardy. I woke up on the wrong side of the truck bed this morning with a bone drop on a love jackass So in case you didn't know, Hardy has made headlines by canceling concerts scheduled for this weekend. If you only knew how many people <laughs> wanted to send me that and let uh, me know what was happening. Yeah, so, and the reason it's a big deal, of course, you know, he's canceling a couple shows uh, that are coming up, one in Brandon, Mississippi, one in South Carolina. Uh, But the reason people are freaking out in Arkansas is because one week from tomorrow, Hardy is scheduled to play First National Bank Arena. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the story is, is Hardy basically is canceling due to serious anxiety that was brought on by that bus accident he had last year. Evidently, it's something he's been dealing with that's kind of got the the better hand of him. And he says he's had multiple panic attacks that's landed him in the hospital over the last couple of days. And he believes that the the panic and the anxiety has taken control of his life. And he needs a moment to focus on him and his wife and his family. 
so he can get back to his fans. And someone who's had a panic attack before, and I know you, we've talked about that. You have too. Yeah. That's a terrible feeling. No, it's it, terrible. It, it's paralyzing, crippling, and the idea of then getting on stage in front of people yeah. when you're having those. I mean, it's it's pretty terrifying. So uh, he's canceled shows again in South Carolina, the one in Brandon, Mississippi. He's also moved a date uh, that was scheduled for the Georgia Rodeo. As far as next week, as far as the show at First National Bank Arena, he says he plans to be back and everything mm-hmm. should be good by October the 12th. We have country music news today on Winona. Hey now. You broke into my soul. The damage is done now. I'm out of control. How did you get to me? No one so Winona is hosting a concert special called Christmas at the Opry. Now it's going to include performances from Lauren Elena, Trace Adkins, Kelly Clarkson, Breland, Chris Jansen, Mitchell Tenpenny, and also Brenda Lee. Brandon, she's like Miss Christmas. She's the one that gave us this. Oh my gosh. So there's going to be holiday classics, original hits, and there's going to be collaborations. But Winona wrapped up filming the special last night at the Grand Ole Opry. So it's not going to air until December 7th on NBC, and it's going to stream on Peacock the next day. But as it gets closer, we'll make sure we remind you about uh, Christmas at the Opry. And country music news today on Chris Young. I've got some famous friends you probably never heard of. So if you've seen Chris Young and he was on the People's Choice Country Awards last week, he's lost like 60 pounds. Oh my goodness. He decided to focus on better eating and exercise and stuff like that. And he believes that doing that has led to him putting out his best album ever. He's done his best work ever in the studio. He believes a healthier lifestyle has improved his vocals as well. He says it's probably the best I've felt vocally in a long time. I think this record is truly one of the best ones I've made in a very long time. So Chris Young has a single that's out at radio right now. It's called Young Love and Saturday Nights. Good girls that can't keep from falling for bad boys that their daddies don't like. Small towns that keep staying small. Old trucks, Young Love and Saturday Nights. Again, that's called Young Love and Saturday Nights. It's the latest from Chris Young. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know the Girl Scouts are the second largest cookie company in America with around $800 million a year in revenue? They're only behind Oreo. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's a bunch of money going to the Girl Scouts (laughs) Mm -hmm. right there. Did you know the board game Candyland was invented by a polio ward during an epidemic? in the 1940s to give quarantined kids a distraction. Really? Yeah. I used to love playing that game. It was one of my favorite games. That and that one where you would drop the little things in there, the discs. Shoots and ladders. I like that one too. Plinko? Well, kind of like Plinko, but what was that one game you could play and you tried to, it was like you were doing a crossword like thing, diagonal or up and down. Tic-tac-toe? No, but it was the, the it was like you dropped the red and the black things in there. It was a game. Somebody, uh, connect four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and you. did you know, before she became the queen of pop, Madonna was a drummer for the band Breakfast Club in the 1970s. Madonna went on to bring us songs like this. And songs, I guess, like this. I mean, she was a megastar of the 80s. I'm down on my knees. I wanna take you there in the midnight hour. 
A little Madonna for you this morning. And if you didn't know, now you know. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. So get ready. Your cell phone's going to send you an alert at about 1.20 today. And this is going to be like everybody's cell phone. And your radio and your TV, they're all going to give you an emergency alert system deal. Well, I didn't know this, so I'm glad you're announcing it because I'd be one of those people that would be uh, just minding my own business. It comes on and then, you know, my computer starts doing something, my phone, the iPad, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, this happened one time a couple of years ago. Kelly threw her phone in the lake. Yeah, She was afraid that they were going to catch her. And catch she me. threw it in the lake. They were going to catch me. You don't ever know, man. Yeah. But anyway, it's a deal, the emergency broadcast system. If you remember, they did these all the time, and you've heard them on the mm-hmm. radio and stuff like that, but it's going to be a deal that affects everybody. It impacts everybody, even your phones today, so uh, hmm. be prepared for that around 120. I was thinking about this in the terms of my day, and I was thinking that's typically around the time I'm trying to get my nap in. Yep. And I'm like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> Is there any way to disable the I'm emergency I'm going to tell alerts? your wife to take every device you'll have <sighs> as you're asleep and just to like lay it around your body. Mm. Yeah, that'd be great. And then record it when it goes off. No, because I have these anxious naps anyway where I wake <laughs> up and I think I'm dying. I'm like, what's happening to me? You think you're dying? See, I wake up thinking I'm late for work. You wake up thinking you're dying. I'm like, can I even move? What's happening right here? Yeah. I actually read about that. I did some research on that. Maybe you, should, you could talk to somebody about well, that. Well, it's either anxiety or caffeine or stress. And I'm like, uh, oh my god! You have all three. Can you imagine this? I'm lucky to be alive. I'm actually a modern medical miracle. You are a modern medical marvel. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Uh, Powerball is tonight $1.2 billion. A heads up on that. It's the third largest in the history of Powerball. What is wrong with us for not buying a ticket yet? What's wrong with us? We're dumb. Is it because we know that we don't have good luck? So we're just like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I could buy it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but guaranteed, like when somebody finally hits the Powerball, right? And I think they've done 32 different drawings without a winner. That's the reason it's so high. Uh, but guaranteed that the person who wins it didn't think they were going to win it. Yeah, you're right. Like nobody says, oh, I figured I was going to win this one, so I bought the ticket. <laughs> like you buy it just in case. Like mm-hmm. what if? And like a lot of times the ticket's like two bucks. Like you don't have to go spend a fortune yeah. on it. Think mm-hmm. about what you're going to waste cash on today. But we did the math, right? And there's all kinds of taxes that come along with Powerball. So there's federal withholding taxes, right? They're about 24%. And then there's the federal income tax, which is around 37% at this financial level, right? So you're looking at this thinking that's more than 50% of taxes. They think after after all the taxes come out, your $1.2 billion will be about $551 million. Why does this, Why do I feel like this makes my blood pressure go up? The government's going to get the rest of it for you buying that ticket. Like, the government could probably be funded alone by lottery winners, right? Yeah, but aren't we in, like, so much debt? What is wrong? Yeah. Well, this is like $600,000 in money going to the government for taxes mm-hmm. from the winner. No, $600 million, Is that what I said? Yeah. Uh, if you live in, in some states, like they say Alaska, Texas, Tennessee, and other ones, uh, the government from the state takes some of the money, too. But I did read, because we've always wondered, like, the people who take the payoff over 30 Mm -hmm. years, right? Like, what happens to the money if you die? Mm -hmm. They do say that it goes to your heirs. Like, it goes into your trust. Now, then people have to fight about it. And that's going to be the deal. Because, like, people fight over, like, silverware and platters Uh and stuff like that. Can you imagine if there's, like, $500 million in your account? Terrible. Like, you better lay that sucker out. Yeah, you better have it written out exactly what you want to happen. But in your estate, people are still going to fight it. They're still going to fight. 
If there's that much money there, your family's going to lose their stuff. It's true. But Powerball, that drawing is tonight, and the jackpot is $1.2 billion. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. If anyone would know the dangers of drinking and driving, it's a police officer, especially one known for making DUI arrests. Officer Raymond Barantes from the Sacramento area has been recognized by Mothers Against Drunk Driving for his work in arresting drunk drivers. And he's even received an award for it. But over the weekend, Raymond was arrested for a DUI himself. No, No. Yep, he was pulled over just before noon. He was off duty at the time, and it's unclear why he was pulled over. But the cops suspected he was drunk. Raymond has worked for the department for about nine years. He's on paid administration leave. Uh, while the department investigates the situation. I hate you. I know. Well, speaking of being on administrative leave, why did rapper Eminem get fired from his job as a bartender? Oh, gosh. Why did Eminem get fired from his job as a bartender? He kept telling people, you only get one shot. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Mrs. Eight Mile. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Every morning is better when it starts with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, October the 4th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Jeremy Sanders of Jonesboro, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Do you know what else he did today? What? Jeremy spoke in class today. Good for Jeremy. Jeremy works at CWL. Happy birthday from Amanda and Turner King. Happy birthday to Jeremy. Uh, Also celebrating today, Jeff Ashburn. From when has a birthday, Alex Pickett of Smithville. Kimberly Beavers of Hickory Ridge is celebrating. Vince Sherrill in Sherwood. Brad Hampton from when has a birthday. Brandy Womack of Arkadelphia. Uh, Lenanda Vazier of Caldwell celebrates a birthday today. And Gina Barnett of Jonesboro celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Dakota Johnson. She's 34. That's Anastasia Steele in Fifty Shades of Grey. Happy birthday to Rachel Lee Cook. She's 44 today. She was the geek-turned-prom queen in that movie. She's all that. Love this movie. People could only see you... (laughs) Y'all, he was flying through the, the air like an airplane with his arms out. I like that movie, too. And I'm not even sure why I've watched it. Because it was a huge movie. I mean, it was, but like it wasn't exactly the most manly thing to watch. And then she grew up and played the mom and She's All That, the remake, and Addison Ray was her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I probably should watch that one, too, as a matter of fact. Yep. Happy birthday today to Liv Schreibner. He's 56. He is Ray Donovan. Susan Sarandon is 77 today. She was in Thelma and Louise and has been in a ton of movies. Yeah, she's good. I like Mm -hmm. her. And happy birthday today to Alicia Silverstone. She's 47. You knew her as Cher Horowitz on Clueless as if. She was also Batgirl when George Clooney was Batman. And she was in those Aerosmith videos. In the blink of an eye, 
So I was a big Aerosmith fan. So in turn, I was a big fan of Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. She was in the video to this one. She was in the video for this one. To forget And she was in the video to this one. Why do I have visions of Alicia Silverstone? Number one, bungee jumping off of like a bridge. Was that in the video? Didn't she do like a free fall type yeah. deal? Yeah. And then also think about there was a video, and I can't remember which one it was, but like somebody was wearing like a VR headset back in the 90s. Somebody was thinking way ahead. And I think she was the vision, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. But anyway, happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. who turns 47 today. Happy birthday, Alicia. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the good doctor. He's the one that makes you feel all right. He's the one they call. And he's going to be your right inside. Dr. Shane's voice. Oh, yeah. Dr. Shane's White. Brandon. What? Dr. Shane's White. Yep. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites, in a world of people being sick and having scratchy throats and <laughs> allergies and all the stuff that's going on. Doc, what is going on in the world right now with everybody feeling not their best? Good morning, guys. It is going around. Um, if you're not sick, you may be soon. <laughs> well, and you warned us. You, you told us, yep. get ready for the fall when it starts to cool off just a little bit. Is And when the stuff starts to fall and turn brown and all that, that's when it's going to go crazy. It is. Well, we, we've been seeing this for the past several weeks. Um, and I know a couple of weeks ago we were seeing you know peaks in ragweed. Um, and so that kind of, that always throws things off. You're like, well, is this allergies? When school started back, like when we had, um, certainly when we were there on the A-State campus, mm-hmm. you bring people together, you know, I mean, it just happens. It's just the way, that's the way diseases spread. And so, you know, these viruses, you know, they, they especially the respiratory ones get spread from person to person. Um, and for the most part, you know, they're not going to be life-threatening. Now they can be, if you're an individual at high risk for hospitalization or something like that if you've got an underlying health issue. So you've got to be careful of that. But, yeah, we're, we're worried about, you know, and, it, and we may see more peaks. Don't be surprised mm-hmm. as we get into November and December. That's kind of what we're watching for is to see, these, um, see some of these um, infections get worse. Well, so we know COVID numbers have gone up. I've known people with COVID. Like, and it went away. It, I know it didn't go away altogether, but it seemed, it felt like for the mm-hmm. most part, a lot of people didn't have it. Then we started seeing some other people getting that. And then here comes, oh, I have allergies. Oh, I might have a, a light case of the flu. I think the most confusing thing is, is that they all kind of mirror each other in some ways or mimic each other. Uh, and a lot of people don't really know what they have. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and just so you know, 
it's confusing for us as doctors. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, we can go through and I can test you for strep or maybe this is the flu or maybe this is, you know, we've seen some RSV. Um, we I know um, uh, some of that's been in Florida and Georgia the last couple of weeks, and so we expect to see more of that. I mean, COVID for sure has been circulating for a while now in our community, and people are still getting sick from that. Mm-hmm. But the COVID test, unfortunately, uh, only about 15% of people are testing positive on the COVID test just because of the way the virus is and the way you shed it through your nose. Uh, we're using the rapid test. We're not using, we don't send it off to the lab for a PCR anymore. Oh, okay. So we're dependent upon the rapid test to give us, to give us feedback. Now, what we see though is when, you know, we have a couple of positives and all of a sudden now we see, you know, five more people come in with the exact same symptoms, but they test negative, then we'll go ahead and call that COVID because um, once it's, well, let's say once it's endemic in the community. So once you're seen, and this has been something we've done, the CDC's recommended this for many years uh, during flu season. When, like during a heavy flu season, when everybody that comes in has the flu and they have the same symptoms and it looks the same and it's, you know, now you've got to do a good history. You don't have to test every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like on flu, it's important because we've got good medications for influenza. We've got really good medications for influenza that shorten the course. We've got a good medication for COVID. Um, and I'll say this, right now, it's not indicated for just the average person. I think that's going to change. I think Paxlovid is going to be shifted over and be used the same way we use Tamiflu. Oh, wow. And the reason why I think that's going to change is right now Paxlovid is for those that are at high risk, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what it is is the way the, the, way the um, COVID is spread is the same way flu is. You may be sick for a few days and not even know it. Well, now all of a sudden I got grandma sick, and I didn't even know I was sick, and grandma's going to have a hard time with this now. Right. Um, and so it'd be better that if, if I, that's, as soon as I have symptoms, if I start taking medication, then I can, then what it does is it dramatically reduces my transmission. So if I, if I had a little bit of a scratchy throat and I tested, or if I, if we knew that COVID was in the area and I took that medication, it's going to dramatically cut how much I can spread COVID to somebody else. That's going to be huge. Is that going to be prescription based or over the counter? Yeah, it's prescription based. Just like Tamiflu, it's prescription based. Is it going to be cost effective? Like, is it something people can afford? Most people? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Tamiflu is generic. And I don't know that Paxlova has gone generic yet. It's covered by every insurance carrier. If you don't have insurance, though, a lot of times you can use that good RX. Yeah. Um, or you can use one of those apps. And that, that'll usually cut you 40% off the cost of it. Hey, walk me back through the test because I find this interesting. You say the test is only about 15% accurate at this point, right? So. Mm-hmm. I know at one point, a lot of us probably, you know, we went by and got multiple tests or we bought multiple tests with the original strain of COVID. Is it even worth testing ourselves if we know that there's about an 85% chance it's going to be wrong? You know, you can. And let me go ahead and qualify this. So it's the test is 15%, only catches 15% of cases on the first test. So let's say you had, you think, I got a scratchy throat, a little ring nose, I'm going to test and it's negative. Now, the percentage goes up to like 90% if you test every day for the next three days after that. Okay. I didn't realize that. But, Got you. but yeah, but no offense. Who's going to do that? Back to the flu shot. Cause I'm going to be very open. And I know you talk about uh, the flu shot a lot and you know, we know people are sick. I've only received the flu shot one time in my entire life that I remember, at least in my entire adult life. Uh, and I'm not sure why I'm not sure why I don't go and do that. I think maybe because I've always heard that, 
uh, I might get sick. I might get a, a you know a mild case of the flu if I go get the flu shot. Do you really recommend us going and doing that at this point? Oh, a hundred percent. And why? So let's, well, since you brought it up, let's talk about this. So flu, um, flu is one of the viruses we actually we got a lot of data on. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of you know years and years and years of data on it. Um, the vaccine, we've got lots of data on the vaccine. We know a lot about influenza, about the treatment, and about the vaccine. And so here's the deal. This season in particular, um, the vaccine has a really good match for what we think is going to be circulating here. And I'm going to go back, and I've said this before on your show, but I want to go ahead and explain this again to people. Down in Australia, or in the southern hemisphere of the globe, Mm-hmm. Remember, their seasons are backwards from ours. Right. So in June and July, they're in their winter mm-hmm. while we're in our summer. So they're having their flu season while we're in the summer. So for us, it gives us a chance to say, okay, what's the circulating strain of flu going on down there? And are we, do we feel like that we made a good choice when we started produce, mass producing all these flu vaccines for the upcoming flu season? Right now, based on all the data we have from Australia, we have a really good match with the current flu vaccine and what we expect to see in terms of influenza here in the U.S. this fall. Um, the only caveat is Australia had a horrible flu season, horrible flu season, lots of people sick, lots of kids, lots of kids got hospitalized. As a matter of fact, the highest percentage of hospitalizations was amongst kids. The reason why is because they only had about a 15 to 20% uptake in the flu vaccine. Right. So even though they had a good match, nobody took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden, people got sick with it. And then when you get sick with it, you spread it to others who don't have the vaccine. And so we've got an opportunity here not to see that. And the flu vaccines are available. They've been out now for uh, several weeks now. Um, this, is, uh, this is a good time to take it, to be honest with you. This is a good time to take it. We do expect to see flu. Um, we don't know how much we're going to see. We do expect to see flu, though, uh, in the coming months. Um, and really, it's the best way to prepare yourself or to keep yourself, you know, from being hospitalized or, uh, or worse um, is to get the vaccine. And it's funny you say that. So I, I was one of those that I kind of always got my flu shot. Okay. <laughs> Just the opposite. Yeah. Healthcare. Yeah, I was that guy. I worked, well, I worked like an EMT. I worked at, I worked in the ER. I worked a paramedic. Right. So you just always got your flu shot. It's like the thing to do. The one year, the one freaking year, I didn't get my flu shot. <laughs> I got the flu, and I'm gonna tell you what. I have never been that sick. <laughs> I have never been that sick. Like my wife yeah. could tell you the story. She was like, "Oh yeah, like you were like dead." Like I, there was like a day that I don't remember. Oh I'm like, gosh. "Oh my gosh, I have never been this sick." I looked back. I remember I was curious. Once I got to med school and out to practice, I was like, what was the circulating strain back then? I kind of figured out what year it was that I got sick, and it was a, it was an H3. It was a bad strain that was circulating. I was like, the one time I didn't get my flu shot. So I was, I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that was enough for me. <laughs> so maybe we should all think about that with everybody having, you know, runny noses and scratchy throats and all that stuff. Maybe now is the time. So, And also, I mean, and here's the thing, too. Not, and this is just going to happen. Let's be clear about this. Not everything's going to be COVID. Yeah. Not everything's going to be flu. Sure. Not everything's going to be RSV. We have lots of common cold illnesses that are floating around, um, adenoviruses, rhinoviruses, 
Uh, I mean, other coronaviruses, I know you hear about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we talk about COVID. There's other coronaviruses that are common cold virus. Oh, wow. Okay. And we don't have vaccines for those, and we don't have antibiotics for those because you don't use antibiotics for, vi- for viruses, and we don't have antivirals for those. So most people have been coming and said, well, you know, now what do I do? There's some tips that you need to remember in terms of when you get sick okay. and kind of, um, kind of things you can do. What's that? Well, what you want to remember is when you get sick – your body is in a fight, okay? Mm-hmm. So your body is mounting a response. It's in a fight. It's identified a foreign invader, and it's trying to fight it and trying to, t- trying to rid itself of this foreign invader. That It creates an inflammatory response in your body. Inflammation also means, um, um, we'll say, sequestering a fluid, basically taking up fluid. So it takes right. up a lot of fluid. Mm-hmm. You have to drink a ton of water. Okay. Your body needs a ton of water. Um, if you're sick and you notice that your urine's getting concentrated, it's darker, maybe start looking like apple juice or something like that, you are not <laughs> drinking enough water. That's gross. <laughs> but oh, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Say, you know what I'm talking no, about. I, uh, yeah, a million percent. I saw that this morning. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> oh, ouch. Hey, I'm just, it's oh. a joke. It's mm-hmm. a joke. Hey, take water care. Water is a lot. Yeah, take care water of yourself, a- man. No, water's a big deal. Uh, vitamins and nutrients, make sure that you're giving. So the thing is, we expect our body to perform for us. We've got to give it the ammunition to perform. Mm-hmm. And so ways that you do that is to make sure that, you know, and you're not always hungry. This is the thing. You're not always hungry, so you've got to find ways to get in those vitamins, those nutrients uh, in ways that, okay, you may not be able to sit down and eat a full meal because you don't because you got some GI upset. So right. find ways to get in those vitamins and nutrients naturally in you. Y'all, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood himself, Dr. Shane Spites on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Michael Wewers from the Foundation of Arts, FOA Jonesboro. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. Hey, it's good to talk to you. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, but I was talking about you and FOA to my wife just the other day. Oh, wonderful. I hope it was all great and good, right? Nice talking to you, Michael. Okay. <laughs> no. no, it was great because we were talking about, you know, trying to get Kai involved in some, di- uh, in some different things. And I'm like, man, we really got to plug him in with Michael Weavers. Unless he's like, well, tell me kind of what all they do at the FOA. I'm like, a lot of us have the idea it's just what we see on the stage, but dude, there is so much more, so many classes, so many opportunities through FOA that I really think we need to get Kai plugged into you guys. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, that's one of the great things about my job and what we do and the service that, that we're giving this community is for a lot of the young people, but also for the older people. But, uh, to help that next level of confidence, you know, I always talk about confidence, uh, um, for them to find their inner self and also to be able to explore that and express themselves and uh, either get up on stage or take an art class, a dance class, or participate in one of our festivals. I mean, we just we have so much to uh, to offer and also to broaden the, the views and also just to, to meet new people and yeah. get into maybe a different group of people that you haven't uh, been around and meet some new friends. Well, I think that's what we were kind of thinking is, hey, let's get him around some people who are you know like-minded, creative, and and I don't know, it's just kind of neat to get out of like your school system and go somewhere else where you are going to kind of expand the horizons. 
<clears throat> I saw on your Facebook page there's a new student special going on, and, and basically it says it's for ballet, tap and jazz, musical theater, vocals, hip-hop, competition, dance, meditation, painting, acting, drawing, all this different stuff. What's up with the new students? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have a wonderful uh, 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 the uh, program's director, Emily Jenkins. You know, we, we talk all the time, and, and we're always trying to promote – uh, some new student registration. Now, one thing about our registration is that we're year-round. You don't have to wait uh, for a certain time to enter or mm-hmm. take classes. You can walk up any time, and we can get you into classes and get you started. So our new student registrations, we'll, we will run from time to time some specials where we're taking either half off. Uh, sometimes we'll even waiver during the uh, open house. Sometimes we waiver uh, the new student registration. It's just a chance that we give back to the community to save some money to take uh, – to jump on some opportunity. So when I see the word hip hop, I'm wondering if you're going to teach me to rap or is it hip hop dance? It's going to be dance. Now, I mean, I could probably, no, I can't do it. I, was gonna say, I'm not, I mean, I used, to, I used to listen to a little Tupac and Biggie back in my day, you know, but uh, I can't remember another lyric. So you're, we're, we're, we're screwed on that rap. All right, where, there you go. Uh, this Friday is the first Friday in October. It's October the 6th. And on the first Friday, you guys do first Fridays at the Forum. Kind of give us the idea behind why you guys uh, do this event. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it opens up the Forum stage. Um, the way I like to think about it is there's a lot of performers in, in this town in Northeast Arkansas and, and, you know, they're always looking to either play in, in some restaurants and little, little venues around town, but a lot of them don't ever get to experience the a bigger stage and also have a tech man there that a tech, you know, tech guy there that's going to, um, adjust your sound. Hey, how does that sound and treat you kind of like a, a superstar, yep. you know, uh, and uh, and and I tell you what, when I've done it. I played, and I got up there and played, and, and they're adjusting your volumes. Hey, how does that sound? And uh, you know, you get up there and you see all them seats. It's just what an experience to give back, and also to inspire our local music, uh, musicians. You know, to uh, uh, to give them that feel, and maybe even give them that even that little edge to even continue what they're doing, and uh, you know, just give it back to the community. No, it's always neat to perform in a venue that feels kind of special. So this Friday, it's Anthony Garner and the Highway Boys and Nick uh, Davis are going to be playing on Friday at the Forum. I was going through some other stuff that I saw. You guys have auditions coming up for both Charlotte's Web and A Very Merry Christmas. Those are coming up on the 20th and 21st. Uh, tell us about those shows and kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, so Charlotte's Web will be next that's in uh, January. A Very Merry Christmas is going to be... Um, for uh, in December, you know that's going to be like a Branson-like show. I'll be singing and dancing. So if if you like to do any of those, I mean, between those two shows and auditions, you can probably find uh, something that you like to do. Like like I say, if it's singing or dancing, and just want to do some lines or just want to help in the back. I mean, there's all kinds of things that them two shows cover. So come out and and audition. Get to know us. Figure out where you fit in and how you want to fit in, and uh, come be a part of the FOA. And again, those show, <clears throat> those audition dates are going to be October the 20th and on Saturday, October the 21st. More info on that at foajonesbro.org or on the Facebook page. Uh, Freaky Friday, the musical. I mean, you guys are, are jam-packed this month. You guys have that coming up the 27th through the 30th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, we're 24-7. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we, 
we, as soon as we get through with something, we don't get to celebrate very long. We're on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got through with Music Man. We tore down set, and then here we are building the this Freaky Friday set. Uh, yeah, we have the, the Freaky Friday, which is going to be a great show. Uh, wonderful sponsor, Centennial Bank, is uh, presenting sponsors for that. But it is the 27th, 28th, and 29th, and, uh, and the 30th. And then we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show on, yep. on Halloween that we're going to show. But we'll tear that set down in between that that day and in the thirty first, and then we'll show the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the in the Uniform Theater. And we do that just for uh, keeping the Strand Movie Theater, uh, you know, feeling alive yeah. in there, just to show a movie at least once or twice a year. We try to keep that historic part of it alive. So the movie part is free, but I saw that you guys are going to have prop bags available that people can go and purchase. Like, what goes into a prop bag if you're going to the Rocky Horror, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, I know toilet paper. Okay. okay? They, you know, a while ago, young lady who, who loves this show and, and loves to work this show, and she gets all these bags together. Um, last year, you know, I did a cleanup for it. And I'll tell you what, there was, uh, I mean, it just looked like a mounds and mounds of toilet paper. There was cards, playing cards all over the place. Um, there's like little wizards, little you know, little noisemakers. Um, they have a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun. If you haven't been, if you haven't seen it, or if you have, uh, you know, it's really cool to watch it on our projector and our screen. It's that kind of old timey feel. It feels like it. It feels like it's an original, like the first time. If you ever watched it from the, I don't know what, how old it is. Probably seventies, late seventies, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's going to be a bunch of fun and a ton of stuff going on. You can find the artist in you or attend your next show. Find out more at foajonesboro.org or on their Facebook page. Uh, Michael Wewers joins us this morning, fresh off of a nap. Uh, glad we were able to wake you up this morning, Michael. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, man, I love you guys. Man, you're amazing. And thanks for, uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Uh, thanks, sir. It's Michael Wewers, who's on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Ashley DeWitt, who's the Director of Education at Arkansas Methodist Medical Center in Paragould. There's a big women's health fair that's happening tomorrow from 6 until 2 at the AMMC Auditorium. All kinds of health screenings and information booths and vendors out there. Again, it's all going to be free. So, Ashley, you have some amazing resources that you guys are going to open up to people. And why is that so important to provide people with these resources? Or you know what resources you have, just the more power you have in your hands to take care of yourself. And not only that, we catch so many disease processes in the early stages with our screenings that we do here. Um, we've caught a handful of prostate cancers and that type of conditions, diabetes, prediabetes. So we're super proud of this service and the, offering it to our community for absolutely free. To Everyone's welcome to come out, and I think it's just everybody should take advantage of it. I think a lot of us, you know, if we don't go in for our regular uh, checkup, our annual visit and stuff like that, a lot of us don't do that, right? So we don't know what's going on inside of our bodies until sometimes, oh my gosh, it's much Mm -hmm. further along uh, than what we thought. And of course, this could be something, you know, you think about that with something like cancer, but also, you know, if your sugar's too high, if your cholesterol's, uh, you know, off base, your blood pressure is wrong, that can cause all kinds of long-term effects. And a lot of people walk around having no idea what their numbers look like. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, I'm 
young mom in my 30s, and I feel like I'm pretty healthy, and so I'm one of those. I don't go get screenings like I should, so I take advantage of this opportunity as well. How important is it for us to have this one-on-one communication? Because when you really think about what you're providing here, you're providing almost like a one-stop shop. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway from this is, you know, how hard it is to get people on the phone and then you get hang on our menus change, listen to all the (laughs) options and it takes you forever, even if you do get to talk to a person. And this is one-on-one representatives from all of these places. You get to have that conversation. You get to see face-to-face, which is my favorite way of communicating. Mm -hmm. And it's all in one place. It would take you a month to get all this information lined out where you just come and visit, stop by, talk to who you want to. And we also have free giveaways and door prizes. So I don't see why you wouldn't come out. So a lot of people are going to ask the question, so I, I might as well ask it for them. Do they need to be fasted before they come in for any of these screenings? Uh, no, that is definitely not required, and we get that question quite often. We do blood, uh, you know, cholesterol checks, and typically people, you know, say you have to be NBO or nothing by mouth for that. But you you can still get your level, and you do not have to have – you can eat and drink while you're here and then go get your blood drawn, so it's fine. So, again, the event is happening tomorrow from 6 until 2. At the AMMC Auditorium in Paragould, it's uh, free screenings for diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure, weight loss, all things women's health. And again, it's happening tomorrow, all free uh, with the Arkansas Methodist Medical Center. Ashley, we appreciate your time this morning and have a great day. All right. Thank you, Brandon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the Vice Chancellor of Intercollegiate Athletics at Arkansas State University. Which really means he's the athletics director. Thank you. Yeah, in <laughs> layman's helps. terms. Jeff Purinton joined us. that changed. Yeah, so you didn't have anything to do with the title. No. Vice Chancellor, we've talked about it before. It just seems a bit much. You think that's, <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that above your pay grade? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> because like in the places you've been before, in the lineage of your, your career in athletics, has it always been the athletics director? Correct, yeah. And those at you know, Florida State, Alabama, the – Whoever led the university was the president, so it's a little bit different here where it switched, where you know Chuck Welch is president of the system office and Dr. Shields is our chancellor. So you know, in our cabinet meetings, we meet every Monday morning, right. so all the vice chancellors sit around the table. It just sounds uh, odd to me. Well, because there's quite a few vice chancellors, right? Right. I think we have seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, so <clears throat> anyway, we wanted to bring Jeff in because, number one, we haven't talked to you like since really, really early on when you first got Yeah, here. I think it was the first week or two. Yeah. Yeah. So we got you in early, and we talked, and we played five questions, and we tried to learn about you. So I thought at this point, you know, here we are a little more than a year later, we kind of step back and do like a report card. But we're not going to judge you. <laughs> I want you to judge yourself because nobody's more honest with the, the process and the progress than the person who's sitting in the big seat. I think still, I would say if I was grading myself, I'd be work in progress still because I'd you've never arrived, right? I right. mean, today something's going to happen. We're going to have to figure out or we're going to have to maybe, you know, replace a staff member or figure something out with one of our, our sports. So I think we've made progress. I feel good about our our staff and our executive team and some of the things we've done. Um, but I 
I do believe you've never arrived, and if you think you have, then that's a that's a problem. So, I think we're in, in a good place with a lot of our sports and coaches. But you know, I like I said, I think the first time I was here, I, I want to win in everything, and I sure. want to compete for Sun Belt championships. And if we're not doing that, then we need to figure out how do we get to that point. What do you think needs work? Like if we were going to be honest and say, hey, this is what I've done so far, and we've seen you know we've seen some growth, we've seen a lot of excitement uh, with football coming back and with basketball, but. What do you think if you're looking at yourself, where do we need uh, to kind of keep working? Yeah, I think, you know, it has to start with fundraising, right? I mean, that's how we're going to be able to, you know, compete, like I said, for championships. And and some of our facilities need some work. Uh, We need to probably uh, up some salaries so we're competitive uh, in our conference. Uh, So I think there, but I think, you know, I've hired a deputy AD, Brandon Cunningham. He's done a really good job. Um, and setting some standards and some, uh, you know, there's, you know, the fundraising that it's not just go out and ask for money, right? There's structure to it. There's visits. You got to establish relationships. Um, so I think we're getting to a good place there. He's hired a couple people under him. Um, so we're going to get out more and get on the road. I think we've done a good job. I think you could Mm -hmm. tell me communicating (laughs) more with people getting out, you know, we did the, Hal on Wheels kind of caravan, and uh, I think that was well-received. We had five stops. I want to do even more of yeah. that because that's the one thing you hear is we need to know more about Arkansas State. True. So how do we do that? We got to go out and see people where they live. You know, we do the state-of-the-pack emails just to kind of keep everybody updated every every couple of weeks. Um, and then we did the state-of-the-pack live, which – you know, we had Demario and Dr. Yeah. Shields and a bunch of different people on there um, just to tell everybody what's going on at Arkansas State. So I think that part's been good. We can do more there uh, as well. You think it's the transparency and just people understanding <clears throat> and wanting to be involved? Because I think what I hear from people is like, hey, people want to be involved. They want to cheer on their school. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, And that's how I am. I try to be genuine and transparent. I'm not smart enough to make up stories and try to back them up. <laughs> I want to give you a compliment. I told you this, uh, I guess it was three or four weeks ago, we were at Lost Pizza for a coach's show. Yeah. And I'd been in the office that day. It was before the first home game. And I saw the way that you were leading the staff. Right? I, I went to you that afternoon or that evening and I said, hey, the way you're leading your people, uh, it seems like it's a fun environment. I think that the workplace seemed like you guys were having fun and open discussion and everybody got along. And I thought that was a really positive vibe for what I was seeing. You kind of like set that example in the workplace. Yeah. And I try to lead by example. I mean, we have tough jobs, uh, but we work a lot of hours and we're together a lot. So I think you can work hard and also have fun while doing it. I don't think it needs to be, you know, difficult and everybody, you know, seems like they're in a bad mood, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So you got to love working in college athletics. It's kind of like what y'all do. That's a lot of hours uh, and it's got to mean something to you. And it does to me and hopefully our staff as well. How does your family feel? Because I know, you know, anytime you move and especially when you have young kids, there's a ton of pressure uh, to go somewhere and try to get integrated with the community. It seems like you guys have done pretty well with, you know, making friends and being around and learning the area. Oh yeah, they we love it here. Uh Jonesboro has been even better than everybody told us before we took the job and you know, we'd been in Tuscaloosa for 15 years and and really loved everybody in Tuscaloosa, loved uh the town and people we worked with and our friends, but if we were going to leave it needed to be the right place right. and the right people. And it's 100% been that. Uh Julie and our two daughters are, you know, ingrained in the community. It feels like we've been here for 5 or 6 yeah. years already. Um, doing different, you know, they got homecoming coming up and the little ones doing volleyball and they're a hundred miles an hour. So it's, it is, it's, 
it's great because they got everything happening, but it's hard to like, kind of figure out our schedules because sure. with A-State Athletics and then with what they have going, we got to figure out the points where we can do things together. There's always something. So Jeff Purinton joins us in studio this morning. Uh, you mentioned kind of getting integrated with the community. And right off the bat, and this is a sore subject for me, so I'm going to bring it up. And I've, <laughs> I've talked to your wife, and I've talked to the publishers of Occasions Magazine about this. <laughs> oh, here we go. But all of a sudden, I look over, I get the Occasions Magazine, and there's Jeff and Julie right there on the cover. I've been here for 22 years busting my butt. He comes in here, and it's a great picture, and it's the cover of the magazine. And I'm assuming people probably were proud of you, but at the same point, I bet you heard some uh, some mess about that too. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I think everybody can look at the cover and realize that we're on the cover of that magazine only because of Julie. So, I mean, I hadn't she worn does it. Look beautiful. She yeah, does. I haven't worn a coat and or a suit and tie in quite some time, and it was a little bit snug. Um, so that was some motivation to get back to the gym and yeah. um, start working out a little bit more. But it's funny, uh, you know, Doctor Shields was on it. You yeah. know after six or seven months. So I joked with Jerry Scott in our office. I said, Hey, a good SID would have had uh, his AD on the cover of this before the president <laughs> who's course. even newer than me. <laughs> and I was a hundred percent kidding. Yeah. And then he and Bobo, I guess we're having conversations talking about the 50th anniversary of Centennial bank stadium. So I think whoever saw the picture, maybe Julie had on, on Facebook or somewhere that we had taken at Bryant Denny stadium. And, uh, that was kind of the idea of, um, putting that on the cover, talking about the 50th anniversary, which was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make no mistake that, uh, Julie was the it's main reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure was, you can get on the cover. <clears throat> I've tried. I've literally begged for 21 years. I think if he'd be such, if he wouldn't be such a try hard, maybe he would. You think that's yeah, what it's it is? Kind of like oh, getting right. invited oh. to be a member of an exclusive golf club or something. You yeah. can't, invite yourself oh, yeah so that that might be the issue so maybe okay. give it a break for right. a year or so <laughs> no. right. welcome back jeff it's great to talk to you this morning <laughs> hey let's talk football because uh you know it seemed like you walked in with a little pep in your step and i know coach butch jones has some extra pep in his step three weekends in a row strong showings from football jalen rayner what the heck yeah i mean all of a sudden it feels like things have shifted yeah uh i said it the other day Coach Saban, you saw us say the fun is in the winning. Yeah. So <laughs> right. we've won three in a row. It changes yeah. kind of the whole dynamic of, you know, the office, you know, obviously our football staff and players, um, but even the community, you know, people are fired up. Yeah. Jalen's played great. Uh, he, and, and look, he's a f- true freshman. So there's yeah. going to be bumps in the road, of course, but um, just the way he's handled himself uh, and kind of elevated the team. And I mean, some of these, some of these stats you read, I don't care who you play, and you throw six touchdown right. passes and only three other true freshmen have done that before and some big names. That's crazy. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. And uh, I talked to him a little bit yesterday, and I complimented him because I was reading some of his quotes in, in his post-game interviews, and, and he he does a really good job of complimenting everybody around him and not taking any of sure. the credit for himself. And it goes, and it goes the other way too. If if you don't have success, then you got to take responsibility for it. But I think he understands that, uh, and excited. You know, we've got a tough game against Troy. They're really good uh, on the road. Obviously, won the league, um, so we'll have our hands full Saturday. But then we get a week off, and then homecoming against Coastal Carolina, which ticket sales have gone well. That's great. Uh, tailgating 
sales have gone well. So hopefully we have a huge crowd for uh, Red Wolf Walk at 345. Uh, on the 21st. And that's come alive this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a couple of years, especially with the pandemic, we kind of wondered if that was going to have to go away. And I don't know what it was about 2023, but at the first game, you look out there and they're like, it's a lot. Yeah. And we really tried to, to message it, but also mm-hmm. add some things. You know, we got hijinks has all the, you know, activations with the inflatables and kids activities. You know, we have some food trucks over there now. Um, and we've really tried to make it, you know, there's music and just the, you Hopefully people do the tailgating, but yeah. even if you don't, you can go over there with your kids and let them mm-hmm. run free and get something from the food trucks and, you know, and see the team when they, they arrive. And so that was one of the things that people talked about when I first got here. I think we were it was pandemic related, sure. you know, walking from the hotel through the parking lot and we needed to go back to Red Wolf Walk and some of those traditions. And I think people have embraced it and it's a, it's a good scene and hopefully it, it gets even bigger from, from here. Again, the homecoming game is going to happen on October the 12th at Centennial Bank Stadium. Tickets at astateredwolves.com. Just a couple other sports things. Uh, bowling. We had them out on the field for a celebration a couple of games ago. That bowling team's been killing it. Yeah. They're I mean, national runner-up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, and that was the spring game, spring football game. Yeah. I was We're trying to make that into also a big weekend, uh, and it was. And we had a really good crowd, and that Friday night before – you know, the bowling makes it to the national championship in Las Vegas <laughs> that next Saturday. And I'm That's kind so of cool. torn because I want, you know, the football spring game to be a big deal. But I also want to go support our our coaches and student athletes. And so Friday night I said, if we're going to potentially win a national championship, or even if we don't, you know, I need to be out there. So I yeah. booked a flight to Las Vegas Friday night. Literally flew out there, and we were so close to winning it. And I was telling you guys earlier, you know, they roll the trophy out there in the lane right beside you when you get to three games and you need to win – Four out of seven. Right. Oh my and I'm like, and then Vanderbilt won the next one, and then it, you know, we kind of lost it a little bit, but still an unbelievable showing and finished national runner-up. So I literally That's flew to huge. Las Vegas, got there an hour or so before, and then jumped on a red eye back to uh, Memphis that night. And I realized I'm getting too old to <laughs> do things like that. But I was in Vegas for like three hours, probably the least. You know, right. The crazy of a Las Vegas story anybody would have. Who wants to go to Vegas for only three? Like the flight was longer than your time in the in the actual. City. Oh, probably double. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about basketball because again, here comes a new coach, Coach Brian Hodson. I saw a ton of people who literally right off the bat were excited, and I've heard his story, and it's a story of strength and overcoming so many different things, and the way he's been able to go out and recruit these young players. And I was talking to uh, Dr. Todd Shields about that. And he's like, man, when when, uh, Hudson goes into these parents and he's talking about trying to get their kids to come to Arkansas State, the stories he can tell are just winning over parents left and right. And then we have great facilities and it looks like a lot of positive momentum for basketball. Yeah. And then I think talking about the community and how important that is, especially at Arkansas State, Brian's done an outstanding job and his staff of really engaging and getting out to all of the other events. And it's you know, it's a two-way street. We want people to support us, but we also got to go out yeah. uh, and, and support them. But, yeah, Brian's story, I think everybody's read about it, but it's you'd be hard-pressed to, to say you've gone through more adversity right. than Brian has. No, uh, no. And I think that what makes him so relatable, um, and he, he, he does a great job uh, with our student-athletes. And he, and he coaches hard, but he also, you know, got to love him up on the other end. I was at practice the other day. It wasn't the best practice I've ever sure. seen, and, it, you know, so you got to go through that too. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be all, oh, we made every three pointer and, you know, they 
worked really hard and communicated well. They got to learn how to practice sure. and carry it over to the games. But I think, you know, the style of play will be a little bit different. Uh, you know, it'll be similar to what Alabama runs. I don't know if anybody's watched much Alabama basketball, but had some great success winning the SEC Sweet 16. But shooting threes, getting up and down the court, but also playing – Hard defense, diving on the floor, taking charges. The blue-collar style is also weaved into that. So, again, Jeff Burenton from Arkansas State Athletics joins us in studio this morning. Have you thought through, like, if you have to have a tough conversation with Hodson, how you're going to do that? Is that going to be via text or via phone? Because I would assume in person that would be a tad bit intimidating. (laughs) You know, yeah, I could see that. But I've known Brian from the get-go when we hired Nate Oates at Alabama. Okay. He was the one assistant coach. Nate said, I, I have to bring Brian with me. Right. Uh, and then I wanted to see why that was. And then I saw, you know, how he recruited, how he, you know, related to the kids, like I mentioned, um, and just the kind of person that he was. So I've known Brian from assistant coaching, just getting to Tuscaloosa and helping him get acclimated. So, you know, I, I get the, yeah, he's a bit intimidating <laughs> figure, but I've also worked with uh, Coach Saban for 15 years. So I think I've been – Kind of, I've kind of seen it all. You've so, endured, right? but I'm an in-person meeting. If yeah. we do have to have a tough conversation, I'd rather do it oh. in person, and I, I don't like to put things in texts and emails and things like that. So let's talk about boots and ballers, right? Because we're coming back for the sixth annual boots and ballers. It's going to be Thursday, October the 26th. I've been there uh, at this event since the very beginning, and this has become one of the most fun uh, fun raisers, fund raisers. It's a fun raiser. <laughs> Uh, for any athletics program, Boots and Ballers is, is really neat, and you guys are, are kind of doing a little bit different this year. Yeah, and we I think uh, Brian and his staff and our, our staff in terms of the athletics administration kind of kicked around some different things, but everybody loved Boots and Ballers, and, yeah. and it was one of the first events we went to, and it was it was outstanding. Uh, just the interaction with the coaches and players, and it was really it was fun. Yeah. Like, it was a fun event. Uh, hopefully we'll have – you know, 500 plus at FMB, like you mentioned on the 26th, uh, there's a pre-event VIP reception, uh, Brandon will be there, so if the, that's the only reason you need to. Just for, yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, I'd spend I'll be there for the drinks. I'd spend $100 to go okay. hang out with Brandon. Okay. <laughs> it's getting deep in here now. Yeah. Dr. Shields, Corey Keller's going to be there, Miss Arkansas, a state uh, grad, and then we're going to have some different things uh, for kids with hijinks, activations, yeah. and then the best part to me is interacting with with the players. Oh yeah, because we have some real characters on this team, and they are fun to be around. No, imagine um, being so, at your table and the players there at the table. Yeah, like exactly. that's fun. Exactly. Yeah, you sit there with Isaiah Nelson and have a meal. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna have a great time. No, and then we do the best boots contest where you know all the girls are encouraged uh, and the guys if they want to wear the boots too to get up there and and have their best boots on. Uh, is there still going to be dancing? I know. There's been some dancing in the past. I don't know if that's on the script, but I'm sure it will evolve into that. So at the end of the night, Jeff Purinton will dance with whoever is left. Oh, wow. That's right. So if people want to grab uh, Boots and Ballers uh, tickets, how can they do that? Like if they want to get it. And then the other thing is there will be some different kind of auction items, some different experiences Mm -hmm. um, that are uh, very unique stuff with the team, travel, things like that. But for tickets, you can buy a table. There's different levels for that. Uh, if you can go on astateredwolves.com, you can see uh, what each table includes, or you can buy an individual ticket. So you can go online and do that uh, on our website, or you can call the Red Wolves Foundation at 870-972-2401. 
we talk so much, and we say this all the time, like Arkansas State. You know, we live here in Northeast Arkansas. This is our home team. This is our university. We, as a community, need to get out there and support Arkansas State because for a lot of business, you talk about, like, there's two different times a year. There's a time of year where the students are on campus, and there's a time of year when students are gone. And guess what? Revenue's better for everybody, for the entire city, when the kids are on the campus. Yeah, and we talked about it a lot with Dr. Shields. You know, I use the example at Alabama in 2007, and people probably get tired of me talking about Alabama, but That's Alabama athletics yeah. and football is kind mm-hmm. of the benchmark. Yeah. Um, but in 07, when Coach Saban first got there, and I got there a few months after him, you know, enrollment was 20 grand or so, maybe a little more, mm-hmm. and now it's 40,000. And right. football and athletics played a big part of that. Uh, the city's grown, more restaurants, hotels, yeah. uh, businesses, more people listen to to the radio shows. Sure. I mean, if you have more mm-hmm. more kids on campus, and it all ties together, right? I mean, if you're a student coming to Arkansas State, you know, I want to go to exciting sporting events. Yeah. I want to go to Centennial Bank and, and have it rocking, and I want to go uh, to FNB and watch our teams and basketball and volleyball, also concerts and different things like that. So, yeah, we're all it all ties together, uh, and however we can support that and, um, you know, increasing enrollment, obviously also – has an impact on your budget as well. So, yeah, it all ties together and um, excited to be a part of that. Well, it's just exciting to watch because we're seeing a growth period. We're seeing kind of a a repositioning as well of A-State Athletics. And don't forget Boots and Ballers. It happens on Thursday, October the 26th. You can get those tickets at astateredwolves.com. And A-State Football, the homecoming game, is happening on Saturday, October the 12th. And again, astateredwolves.com. October 21st. What did I say? 12th. I wrote it wrong. My bad. The 21st. Flip them. Uh, Jeff Purinton joins us in studio this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed. From Vet Care, Doctor Reed, what's happening? Hey, good morning, Kelly. I have to ask you: Are you drinking some kind of pumpkin spice beverage this morning? No, actually, that would be Brandon. Why? Well, I got out of the car this morning and I could smell it across the parking lot. Oh. So, have you tried any of the pumpkin spice stuff yet? Um, I can't say that I have really. No. See, and typically I would just say I didn't want to try it because it was the trendy thing, and I want to buck the trend. I'm one of those guys, right? I'm, uh-huh. I'm or not. you go out immediately and do the trend. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, I was in Nashville, I guess it was about a month ago, and the lady at the coffee place was like, hey, do you want to try this? Uh, we have a lot of extra, and if you don't like it, I'll make you another thing. Their <clears throat> pumpkin spice cold brew at one of the coffee shops is amazing. Like it, you yeah. would completely not expect it, but it's really good. Well, I might have to try that today. Um, and, you know, I think that's a good um, good thing to talk about. And since it's officially fall now, yeah. uh, some pet health tips that we need to consider going into the this season. And, um, you know, it's important to try to keep our dogs and cats healthy. Uh, I think the number one thing is still be on the lookout for ticks. You know, just because we have cooler weather, um, ticks kind of – they they can survive on into the winter, especially, you know, if they're living in some leaf litter uh, in the yard, even a frost or two may not 
penetrate the depth of that and kill the ticks. So a lot of these ticks will live long longer into the winter. And the same can be said about fleas. It's going to take some sustained freezing weather to kill fleas. And, of course, if they're present in the house, they're going to cycle throughout the year. So, you know, don't stop using your uh, flea and tick preventing just because it's October right now. Probably at least till November or December. But what's the impact? Because we hear you say that often, and there's going to be people, probably, you know, a decent amount of people that that don't have, you know, their animals on either the flea or tick blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Why is that something you think is important? Is it is it purely just because it's a nuisance or is it pet health overall or what do you think? I think overall pet health, but yeah, you know, you could imagine having, uh, especially fleas crawling around on you, you know, they're irritating. It can cause a, um, <coughs> excuse me, a flea bite allergy, flea bite dermatitis, which will lead to even more itching. Um, ticks, we know, can transmit uh, diseases. Plus, uh, you know, they're actually ingesting blood just like fleas, so enough uh, numbers of them, you know, especially on a small dog or a puppy, you know, can lead to an anemia. So they're not just innocuous. Yeah, they're a nuisance to the pet, but, uh, you know, uh, they can cause some pretty severe uh, health issues overall. So and there, there's important. a situation, too, where they get – can't they get into your carpet and make it even more kind of messy in your house, too? Yeah, the fleas actually don't live on the dog or cat. They just jump on, take a blood meal, and they actually, you know, lay their eggs in the carpet. The eggs hatch out the larvae, they'll do adult fleas, and, you know, the cycle continues. So, you know, premise control is important, you know, especially, you know, throughout the year, but especially going into the fall and winter because they can, you know, survive, you know, inside, obviously. What are some of the other fall tips we need to think about with our pets? Um, you know, as it gets cooler, our rodents start looking for warm places, and a lot of times those warm places are our houses. And so a lot of people put out rodenticide, you know, mouse and rat poisons or mouse traps. And, um, you know, we've talked about rodenticide toxicity before, but it's very serious, can't even be fatal. Uh, and the, the anticoagulant rodenticides, the ones that cause um you know, the blood, not the clot, and you know, that's how it kills the rodents. Uh, it's not an immediate uh, onset in a pet that ingests it. You know, you, you know the pet could uh, eat it today, and it may not lower their clotting, uh, clotting times, uh, clotting factors until, um, you know, three to five days later. And then all of a sudden they may have a nosebleed or bleeding in some, somewhere else in their body under the skin. So, you know, it's important, and believe me, I've had clients tell me that I, there's no way I would have thought that dog could have gotten it. You know, it was behind the refrigerator, it was out in the storage room, but those baits are usually, you know, they're flavored uh, to attract the rodents, and apparently dogs especially like them too, and, you know, they can get into it. And so if you suspect that uh, your pet's ingested some, you know, definitely seek attention. And there is a possibility if they eat a dead rodent that died from the rodenticide, if there's still some of that um, poison uh, bait in their in the uh, rodent's uh, digestive system, and the dog or the cat ingests it, then they can get a, po- uh, a toxicity like that. So, you know, no, no, I, I've never used. I've, I've always had too many dogs and cats around the house, and I've never used a rodenticide. Yeah. You know, of course, crap. They're not toxic, but, you know, that could cause if a, if you've got it baited with some cheese or peanut butter or something and uh, the curious pet goes and decides to lick it, you know, they could snap on their tongue. So, you know, there could be an injury uh, caused by that. 
Kelly and I have both talked about how, and it's weird because it seems like we're both either a little scratchy throated today or a little bit of, I don't know, with the weather maybe changing, do our pets have the same type of allergy systems that we might have where, you know, we might not feel our best for a couple of days? Yeah, they do. And, and you know, I've, I've been seeing the, lately the allergy forecast for the region. And since we haven't had any rain in a while, you know, ragweed is one of those uh, uh, end of summer type weeds that, that um, have pollen um, that produces pollen at the end of the summer, early fall. And I think, you know, I've seen an uptick in visits with allergies just in the last month. And I think a lot of it may be ragweed in, induced because um, these pets that I'm seeing now, they didn't really have issues with allergies earlier in the year. So I think, you know, they're allergic uh, to pollens and um, house dust and mold spores, just like we are. So what can we do if we feel like our pets might be having some type of allergy issue? Is there anything we can do? They don't get, they, some of them can get a more of a, maybe an allergic bronchitis or something where they may cough or sneeze and allergic rhinitis cause sneezing uh, or conjunctivitis, you know, runny eyes. But by far the predominant uh, issue in dogs with allergies is, is skin and or skin is the target organ and, and it causes itching and, uh, you know, they lick their feet, they scratch, they have hair loss, they may get sores on their body. So, yeah, there's some treatments we can use. Uh, one of the mainstays is, is corticosteroids to reduce that inflammatory process. There's some other immunomodulators that, that are available now that, that really help. Um, antihistamine sometimes in select cases. Some dogs uh, are not as responsive to those as people are, but in some cases... You know, they may respond to antihistamines, but, um, you know, the bottom line is just uh, you're not going to be able to eliminate the, the prevalence of that because it's in the in the environment, in the air, uh, or if it's some, some kind of indoor allergen, you know, it's, it's there, airborne usually. So, you know, it's just a matter of keeping them comfortable, using some medications uh, judiciously to try to control the itching. And again, if y'all need or are looking for the the vet that we consider the best guy around, you got to find this guy. He's right next door to us on Parker Road. He is the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, vet-care.com. And on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, have a great day, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday with another Wet Nose Wednesday. I'll be here. Thank you. All right. See you. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by Bethania Beret Harrison, who is from KJNB, Northeast Arkansas News, CBS and Fox. Also, she is uh, becoming more well-known for North Eats Arkansas, which is a new feature, uh, which is all about food and eating. <laughs> and what? Yeah, take that other mic. So Okay, and uh, Brandon. Yeah, that's basically what it's. It's a vehicle for me to just be on television. It's pretty much what it is, right? Well, and what it is, <laughs> what it is for me is having a kindred spirit that's close to me that understands mm. what it's like to work with someone mm. who is a flat-out diva oh, and high no, maintenance. We're not doing this. Today. And <clears throat> camera angles. Does he tell your cameraman what mm. to do? Yes, oh, I have a newfound respect for you, Kelly. Thank definitely, you. but Thank you. you know, I yes, the diva mm-hmm. is Brendan. You would think it would. <laughs> you would think it would be me, but ooh. 
Yeah. And it's always like, how do I look? Cut my shirt? No, no. Let's do that take again. Let's do that take again. Wait, we got to do it again. Let me do it again. And it's just like, oh. And typically it is the woman, but it's not. No. In this case. I am the Mariah Carey of Northeast Arkansas. Yeah, this is so (laughs) true. Even with picture taking, like at the end when we take pictures with the the clients, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, Uh, oh, let's do that again. Let's do it again. Yeah. And you know what she wanted to do the other day? She wanted to do something different. She wanted to go and do some type of a live or what was it you were trying to do? You the forward oh. the other that, that camera angle that I hate. You did that to me at Priscilla Block too, where you wanted me to be on camera when you were looking at the camera. I hate that because I want to be able to get in my position. I was trying to make a TikTok because I was trying right. to stay relevant and you know kind of <laughs> kind of do like a hey we're here you know on yeah. TikTok. Mm-hmm. But he ran he ran away no, literally. I, didn't run. I walked fast a little bit. He ran because I, I try to explain fast. to him TikTok is not like you're not supposed to like pose no. for TikTok. Yes, it's all just okay. very you know like off the cuff. Yes and. That's what people love to see. I know. Whose um, idea was this to bring this together? <laughs> this is a horrible idea. What, having us all in here together? Yes, this is a horrible idea. Actually, your wife is here. Oh, Hang on. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the, the worst day for me. Uh, no, but if you haven't checked out Northeast Arkansas, we've had multiple different episodes that have already aired. You can go to kjnbtv.com slash eats. A big mm-hmm. thanks to our friends at George Kell Motors for... Uh, basically jumping in on this thing before they had even seen it. Like we hadn't yeah. even gone out and recorded anything. They, they kind of bought in on the idea. Uh, so a big shout out to them today. Absolutely. So we've had the chance to eat some really good food. Oh, all the food though. I think about it all the time. I'm like, I have to go back. I have to go up. But there, now there are so many restaurants we've visited yeah. that I'm like, Oh, where do I go back? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, yeah. because there's places she's she's never been. Some of the places that I love to go, she's like, I've never been here. And then I'm like, we gotta have we have to try this, blah blah blah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's like you know, once you find the right foods, it's yeah. And, and then we've got I some love- really cool people too, some really really yeah. sweet people. And I'm a visual learner, so I like y'all's when y'all do the video and you're showing what you're actually mm. eating and showing what it looks like and what they have mm. to offer. Because if I haven't been there, sometimes I'll go into a place and I, you get that kind of anxiety, like oh, uh, what do I, I yeah. 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 And so y'all's pictures and and your video and how y'all are doing stuff, I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna go try that. Well, because it's one thing to see it on a menu or to you know even see the picture on the menu, but when you see what it looks like when it really comes out to the table, mm-hmm. and you, they, like, these restaurants are killing it. And there, yeah. there's going to be people out there who either own restaurants or know somebody who owns a restaurant. They're like, hey, we'd love to be featured on this. We haven't really advertised how to do that, but you can reach out to either one of us, either mm-hmm. myself or Bethania, on uh, our social media so we can get you hooked up with that and we'll come in and kind of feature your deal. So, yeah. Uh, North Eats, Arkansas, again, kjnbtv.com slash eats. That's not the reason you're here, though. That's correct. You originally had booked somebody else to come in here to talk about the <laughs> uh, Day of the Dead for El Centro Hispano. Yes. And then you decided to show up today. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told I told the whole team. I was like, he's going to be sick of me. I, I shouldn't be the one doing this, but it is what it is. Yeah, but you're the media person, I guess, right? I guess. So for now. Let's talk about Day of the Dead, right? Because the way this is, is kind of stated with everything I've seen from El Centro Hispano, which mm-hmm. is the Hispanic Center, uh, it's a word I'm not sure I can get right. Okay. Should I try it? Yeah, let's try it. Kelly, do you want to go first? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I want an, you to do it. Is it Dia or Dia? Dia. Okay, so it's the Dia de los Muertos. That was beautiful. Is that Aww. is that good? That was abs- that was beautiful. Would you like me to perfect it? Because I have a little tip. Okay, go. Okay, so like American D, say D. D. Okay, where does the tongue hit the roof? The, the roof. It hits the roof of the mouth, right? D yeah, D D. D. Bring the tongue a little more forward and hit D. it back of the teeth. D. 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 You know. D. Now say Dia de los Muertos. 
Dia no, los Muertos. Mer- I can't roll my R's. She dia. 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 See, now. It's almost like a D, but a D. It almost is TH sounding. Yeah. Dia. Mm. The, but I feel like a lizard if I'm trying to hit the front of my teeth. The Dia. Yeah. You feel weird, but you sound so great. Is this an opera thing that you've learned how to get different? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Hey, I saw so you're it. performing something soon, right? That's true. Tomorrow. I yeah. No, I was going through, we were looking at, I guess, the Link Theater, right? Yes. With Matt Cavanaugh. Yeah, that's tomorrow. The Link Theater. They're doing Night of Stars, I yeah. think, I believe is what it's called, or A Night of Stars. And you're performing? Yes. All right. I've wow. come out of retirement, and for this, <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited. My piece is uh, difficult and exciting and a lot of acting, and it'll show me off. Fun. Okay. But this is like opera style. Mm-hmm. I'm singing opera style. I think everyone else is doing more musical theater, so I'm more the operatic one, but yeah, I'm excited. Are you Yay. nervous? I'm excited more okay. than anything, but I probably will be nervous. I'll have Matt Cavanaugh send us that so we can uh, judge it on the air. Uh, so <laughs> again- <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> again, it's <sighs> Dia de los Muertos. Oh, see, now I'm doing my tongue messed up. Dia de los Muertos. Excellent. Close enough. Oh, man. That was really great. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, it's happening at the Embassy Suites uh, Red Wolf Convention Center on Saturday, October the 28th. And I know yeah. you guys have done this before, and it's been a huge fundraiser for the Hispanic Center. But kind of, uh, what does this mean? When, when we hear yeah. Day of the Dead, for a lot of us, if we don't know, we're like, wait, like, what is this party? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's it's almost like Halloween Day. It's the Halloween weekend, right. actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Day of the Dead is translates to Dia de los Muertos in Spanish. And it's basically a day where you celebrate your loved ones that have passed. So it's a happy celebratory day um, where you just celebrate and you honor their lives. And you do this through um, storytelling, dancing, music. Uh, One of the biggest traditions that we have is uh, we build an, it's called an ofrenda, which translates to offering, but it more looks like an altar. And you put these in your homes, you put these wherever you want, really. Uh, We will will have one at at this party, a big uh, ofrenda. And you you bring uh, what your loved ones loved like their food you put their picture up you put the drinks that they that they loved uh anything that reminds you of them you put it up um another thing that really um is traditional is the use of marigolds you use marigolds to kind of guide the spirit so the day of the dead is when they basically their spirit comes and visits you right Right, and so you use the marigolds to kind of guide the spirits to your house and help them find you and spend you know the evening with them and yeah so it's it's a happy time Mm -hmm. i know it sounds kind of it seems seems the opposite right right yeah Yeah. so because you think of you know you see the sugar skulls and the skeletons and you think uh more of a scary time but no it's it's a beautiful uh family time so this event happens at the embassy suites red wolf convention center again it's going to be october the 28th uh, if people want to get tickets, are there still tickets available? Yes, there are tickets available. Um, so if you go to, uh, you can call the Hispanic Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I can give you them, or you can yeah, email info at jhcsi.org. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun deal. What's it going to look like when we get in there? Because I would imagine you guys are going to decorate it like crazy. Because yes. you can do whatever with the, that big ballroom. Yeah, so I, I went last year just as a guest, and mm-hmm. I was floored. As soon as you walk in, it's just the decorations were beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll see the altar as you walk in. Um, there are there's face painting, so you can go Bright and get colors. your Ooh. face painted. Yeah, uh, the attire is cocktail, so mm-hmm. where you wear black um, or white, and but you can really kind of do whatever. I I did my whole face, like I did my whole like sugar skull face. Yeah, that's fun. I showed up, yeah, but yeah. you you can choose to do that there. Uh, we're gonna have a DJ, dancing, a dinner, a really delicious dinner. Um, they always do a great job at Embassy. No, and great. is um, Raul gonna be cooking? 
he he is. That's yes. okay. I know. Every time we're around him, mm-hmm. he's like, what'd you think of this? What'd you think mm-hmm. of this? He brings us so much food, so we can vouch for the fact that food's going to be good. Yeah. And so, and silent auctions, live auction, uh, and yeah, so it's going to be a great night. So when we go to this event, right, we're raising money for the Hispanic Center. How does that go back and help the community when we do that? Yeah, so the Hispanic Center, I mean, I don't know. There's so many programs. I mean, it's it's a nonprofit that just never stops. Every right. They're always working. So it goes back to the work that they do, um, are the, the programs that they have. It goes back to them. We also have a... Um, Northeast Arkansas Hispanic Professionals Network, where mm-hmm. we raise money for scholarships, uh, so to give back to the community and to give to students that are going to attend a state school. I think it's so important at this point for you know everybody in Northeast Arkansas and especially business uh, business owners to uh, embrace the Hispanic culture because mm-hmm. you know there's there's so many people here who might be somewhat underserved uh, that we can do a better job in Northeast Arkansas of serving that community. Again, it's the Day of the Dead celebration. It's Dia de los Muertos. It's going to be happening at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Did I mention the date and the time? Uh, October 28th. What's our our time? 6 to 11. All right. So it's a night of dinner and dancing and learning and celebrating the lives of people that we have lost. And Bethania is going to be there with her face painted. Correct. Did you say that you painted your face before you got there? Yes. So my husband and I, we have this tradition where we love Dia de los Muertos. And so that's something we do together. Yes. He loves, he's just like, paint my face. Uh, yeah. So I, we love to do it. So we did it before Maybe we got there. Maybe she could come back in sometime and do bo- both of our faces. Yes. I'm in for that. That might be kind of cool. I know. Could I walk around town like that for the rest of the day? Would uh, that be okay? Everyone would know what yeah. you're celebrating. What would you, what would I do like with the rest of my head though? Because like you know, a lot of people would have a stopping point. No, uh, yeah, so point. it's it's called a Catherine, and so the male is Catherine, the female is Katrina. and so it's kind of like the the character that you dress up as, okay. and it's it's you know it's a it's a dead person, but it's yes. a spirit, and so you could wear like you could wear like a mariachi outfit, or you can just wear like a black ha- cowboy hat. Um, have you ever seen these? Or, or you can wear um, but you know those those sugar hats? skulls. You basically could paint his. His whole head like the okay. sugar skull because that's true you have you don't have hair do we have that much paint <laughs> that's gonna be a crap ton of paint anyway could, yeah let's do it yeah i'm i'll be here all right so again it's gonna be happening october the 28th at the embassy suites red wolf convention center uh you can find out more about the event if you go to um, centro hispano arkansas.com and on mm-hmm. facebook all the info is on Facebook as well. Bethania Beret Harrison joins us in studio this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio this morning by Jack Turner and Cassie Wright, who are here representing Big Heart Animal Rescue They have a big Halloween party coming up that's going to be raising money for the rescue. Uh, Jack, but the last time we saw you, it was all about uh, being downtown Friday and Saturday for the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue and Music Festival. As you kind of reflect back on that, how you feeling? How did that thing turn out? Uh, It was great. A little hot during the daytime on Saturday and Friday afternoon, but... Man, once that sun went down, it was beautiful weather. Kelly had a good time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. sure did. <laughs> no, but when you look out there, and because we stood on stage at one point, right? And yeah. we look out and we're seeing everybody. And you know, you're looking in the, in the parking lot area is full. You see people down the street. The whole vision is to get people to downtown Jonesboro, and it that's works right. every year. That's right. Yeah. Um, that at the end of the day, that's what that event is for. Is you know, as a community, have everybody come out and enjoy a night of music and food and just having a good time and. Like you said, when we were on stage right before Priscilla Block and even the next night uh, before Jameson, you get to like 
finally look out and see kind of what that crowd size yeah. is from you know above head level and you know there's a ton of people out there so yeah. it's a great event <clears throat> so you really get like one week off for the entire year and then tim's going to make you guys tim mccall is going to start planning next year's like probably <laughs> next week right well, no so i will i will say generally uh after the event nobody talks to each other until about the first of the year okay um so you know it tim uh, he'll message me randomly throughout between now and the first of the year just like tidying up some stuff yeah. hey i got this got this whatever but i'm pretty sure we all block each other uh, right. on the phones until then and then about january we'll unblock each other and, and start communicating again kind of uh, throwing some ideas around for the next year so it's a great event. Again, if you guys were down there, uh, big thanks to what you guys do, you and Tim McCall, but uh, the Jonesboro A&P Commission, um, yeah, Ritter, you know, Ritter yeah. Communications, Mark mm-hmm. McHale, the team at Right Fiber, they did a great job to make it happen. And, you know, we were talking to Mark on the air Friday, like if it wasn't for how big they play, the right. event wouldn't be as big. That's right. Yeah, they their their sponsorship and the stuff that they do for us, uh, it, it's what allows us to do two nights. Yeah. You know, if you remember back pre-pandemic we only did one night worth of music and it was just saturday that sort of thing they stepped in and it's that's what allowed us to be able to do two separate nights now um so yeah what the role they play is i mean it's it's huge mark's a character i realize that i never had met him until he came into the studio on friday morning and that guy he knew more about me and kelly in this show than we knew Oh, like wow. he was telling the stories we had forgotten. We're like, yeah. oh, what? And yeah. he's like, no, you said this and she said this. Uh, so it was really cool to have the chance to kind yeah. of hang out with him and Wendy too. Yeah, so. good times. Uh, Cassie's here this morning, and I guess she gets to be the star of the show now, right? I think yeah. Cassie's Finally, always gosh. the star. Gosh. <laughs> so Big Heart Animal Rescue, we've talked to you uh, in the past about kind of your passion project and one of the things that you were really uh, wanting to grow in Northeast Arkansas, and that was taking care of some animals, right? Yes. So uh, why is that such a big deal to you? Um, so I've lived several places and most people know I still spend, um, try to spend half of the time in Atlanta. That doesn't always work out. But, um, during my experience in all of those other places, um, animal welfare and the education regarding rescue, um, I hate to say it, but it's just a lot better than it is in our area. But that's just kind of, um, it's it's kind of also kind of a Southern thing, um, but overpopulation is by far our biggest issue. We used to could um, transport animals, you know, to the Northern states. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're full too. Oh. And so that means that all of the animals that we have here, um, before it was, you know, it was a problem. Now it's, there's no end in sight. We have nowhere to take them. And People are not fostering. People are not donating. I had to take basically the entire summer off, Mm -hmm. one, because I I think I was about to go crazy or have a mental (laughs) breakdown. (laughs) Jack Jack. can vouch for that. (laughs) She had a mental breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Girlfriends here. Uh, Yeah, we can say whatever. Uh, Okay, so it's tough, right? It is. But the reason it's tough is because you care. And sometimes if you feel like you can't help all the animals need help, it probably stresses you out. You're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, it was awful. I The day I had the breakdown, I just sat down on the floor and I just bawled. And I am not a crier yeah. unless it's about animals. But yeah. other than that, I'm not a crier. And it's just, it, yeah, all of, and that's every rescue, every rescue right now, every person that is in rescue is having their breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. And it's because we, again, like there's, there are all of these animals and there's not enough resources for us to help those animals. And we see it all day, 
every day. Well, it's just sad too because you know you think about. It, and I see these stories on Facebook where you know, the, hey, these animals were just dumped in a field, and these dogs were basically put out there to fend for themselves. And they're you know a, a mama dog and some puppies or whatever. Maybe it's just little tiny puppies that have no idea what's going on in the world and. They're just left out there basically to die unless somebody helps them. Yep. Um, my sister sent me photos of some uh, puppies, five puppies that were at a flea market um, mm. in Paragould. Yep. And um, <clears throat> don't get me started on that. But anyway, uh, so they all covered in, it looks like some type of mange. Mm-hmm. And the mother is a stray that was dumped. And she's been asking, you know, all of these rescues for help. Can you help? Can you help? And they're all saying, no, well, mm-hmm. that's not because they're mean or they don't care. It's because they have no room, no money, no help. And so right now I'm working on getting the meds for them and, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Sure. Jack, we may have to bring them over <laughs> to the house. How many do you, do no. you currently foster? Uh, right now we just have one technically. But you have your own animals too, right? And we ha- yeah, we have four of our own. The that's one- at our house. There's, <laughs> yeah. We've got one in foster care with somebody right now yeah. that, you know, we've had for a year. A year, oh. yeah, in yeah. like trying to get her adopted out. And she's a, an amazing dog, like super good dog. Um, and just we can't get anybody to like formally adopt her. But what luck. is it? Like why? She's she's just had the worst luck. She's had, you know, each family that she's gone to, something has happened. And not her. Mm-hmm. It's just something, you know, oh. has come, you know, in their life has happened. And so they're like, hey, we just can't do this right now with a dog. And she's the one that I was supposed to transport. I was taking a mama and puppies, and I was transporting, and she was supposed to go with them, and I just couldn't do it. She ended up coming back with me because I couldn't let her go. Mm -hmm. She had been with us for, I don't know, a couple of months at that time, and we fell in love with her, and I just... I was like, no, I need to know where she's going, yeah. and I want her to stay local. Aww. Well, looking back, now I'm like, well, maybe I should have. You know, I feel awful because sure. now she still doesn't have a home. And, you know, luckily she's with an amazing foster right now. Yeah, so. that loves her and, you know, yeah. treats her as her own. So um, yeah. it's a it, that part of it at least is a good yeah. part of the story. But, yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got one that's at our house, one there, um, and then there's technically a second that's at our house that's kind of just – Ended up ours, yeah. I guess. Um, but at one point, we've had, yeah. Oh, all they, all they want yes, is love, yes, and unconditional love. They'll yeah. be the only person who's always happy when you get home. They're That's just right. sitting oh, around yeah. waiting for you to get back so you can love on them and they can love on you. And it's incredible. You know, some of these have been through all kinds of trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and then you show them love and it's their turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Is, it's, it's insane. Like, you. You can't even fathom what some of them have been through, and you would never think that they would trust or love again. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, Molly, the the foster yeah. we have now, I mean, she is the most perfect angel dog yeah. ever. It took her a little while but to come around, but now she, she thinks she's one of the packs. So. Cassie, how much do you get paid to do all this? <laughs> how much do we pay to do this? <laughs> no, right. It's an expense, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. why I had to take a break. I, my, my mental breakdown, mm-hmm. but also I ran out of money. I yeah. have, like... People think that we get money from the government. We don't. We rely on donations or it comes out of our own pockets. And recently, it's been coming out of our own pockets. So one way we can help is an event that you guys are doing. Again, Big Heart Animal Rescue and the Ghostly Gala, which is happening uh, one week from this coming Saturday. 
You guys do this every year, but you're kind of changing the game and the way it's going to look this year. That's right. It's this is the third year that that we're doing it. Um, you know, in in my real estate company, uh, me and my partner Rob, uh, we decided in the very beginning we kind of wanted to be the host of it or quote unquote sponsor of True. it, and that partly is so that the rescue itself gets all of the proceeds mm-hmm. and none of the expenses of the event. Which, you know, and Cassie goes out and she's trying to get sponsorships and somebody to donate food or, you know, whatever, um, so that the actual rescue gets bulk of those funds. Because otherwise, she's got to spend the money from the ticket sales. And that's really what it is. I mean, we're going to go through the details in just a second, but I mean, it's a all-inclusive event for a ticket price. That ticket price goes to the rescue. Um, So the more people we get there, you know, to a certain point because we you know run out of space but uh the better it is for the rescue we so. had the chance to walk through your venue bickham's the other day <clears throat> it's on main street in downtown jonesboro it's a really cool venue it's going to mm-hmm. be really cool for the event yeah. it's going to be kind of a different look and a different vibe and then yeah. when you're talking about all-inclusive you're talking about when people walk in they get their food they get their their potions their potions and all that <laughs> as stuff, cassie right? posted yesterday yeah. no but i love that yeah <laughs> So yeah. it's, and you want to go in there and have fun because, you know, as adults, you know, it seems like Halloween kind of becomes like the kid holiday and we don't really celebrate it as much as adults, but this is a way that we can dress up and have fun too. Yeah. Cassie, you want to talk to him about the, you know, why we came up with this? Oh yeah. yeah. So Hocus Pocus has been my favorite movie since <laughs> I can remember. It's my and, wife's favorite movie too. <laughs> I know. I feel like people our age, like that's our yeah. movie. So yeah, I won't talk about Last year with the second one, but is she, um, is she hot about it? Oh my gosh, it was a bit disappointed. I, so I was distraught. So you waited thirty years? Distra- yes. Yeah, and then that comes yeah. out, and you're like, yes. Ugh. I had my whole hocus pocus party at oh. the studio and everything, and man, we were all so pumped. And just kind of about halfway through it, we're all just looking around at each other, and you can, we're just depressed. You can see it all over our faces. And then the next day, Jack even watched it. He can quote the movie all. What, the second one or the first one? The first one. He can quote every line of that movie because we've watched it so much. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's where the idea came from. Like, I think we were watching it one night, and Jack's like, this is what Jonesboro needs. Like, we need an an adult adult, Halloween party. party. You know, nothing against the the Brick House or anything, but that's, you know, that's a different crowd for their Halloween party. Sure. We did that back in college, and it was a great time. But for people like us, our age, and there's, there's never been anything. It's just you take your kid's trick-or-treating and that's it and you go home and you go home yeah. yeah so um you the scene in the movie where all of the adults go to the gym and you know yeah. get put in the spell and they dance all night i was like man that'd be a freaking blast if we just had like an adult halloween party um you know let's let's throw something together and then it kind of morphed into being a fundraiser you know that way it just wasn't um you know like we're trying to make money on anything as sure. we are we're just giving it to the uh to the rescue so so, again, it's going to happen. It's not going to interfere with your actual Halloween stuff with your kids because it happens on Saturday, October the 14th. That's right. At Bickham's in downtown Jonesboro, the money's going to Big Heart Animal Rescue. So if people want to get tickets, what's the best way that they can either get tickets or more information? So the event is on Eventbrite. Okay. Um, and then we also have a Facebook group called Jonesboro's Ghostly Gala. And um, so they need to go join that group, and then they can get all the details in there, but they can find it on Eventbrite. It's going to be fun, isn't it? You guys are going to make sure it's fun. Oh, yeah. The Always. past the past two years, we've done it uh, at a different location, and it was a blast. Uh, it's just that's a really big facility, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to decorate that and kind of get a 
the vibe that you're going sure. for. So uh, moving it downtown to um, our, our space on Main Street, uh, Bickham's, it's going to be, a, I guess the word would be a lot more intimate. Yeah. You know, like no, it's a right. smaller setting. The crowd, you know, we can only hold about 80 people in there to begin with. So it's just, I think it's going to be a little more, um, I don't know what that It's called exclusive. It's a little more yeah, exclusive. Yeah, a little more exclusive, yeah. a, little more a little more intimate. Yeah, um, everybody should know each other type of thing yeah. uh, versus it just being in a big, wide-open warehouse room. You know, again, uh, it's been great, and it's, you know, we've had a, a blast doing it, but this year it's, uh, we're going to try something different. Again, it's going to be happening on October the 14th. It's all for Big Heart Animal Rescue and Jack Turner and Cassie Wright. Join us in studio this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.